right, welcome back to your favorite podcast. This is Difficult Podcasters. I am Ronnie. Kelly, how are you, first of all? I am fantastic. How are you? Why don't you do the introduction of what this is going to be, our year in review, 2022, but introduce our three-time uh, special guest. This is this is friend of the show status now. Yes, this is our relationship guru, an expert on all things love. This is Miss Dorinda. Hi, guys. I'm so excited for this. It's going to be fun. We love having you on the show. It's going to be so fun. You can balance us out (laughs) (laughs) in such a good way. We have too much history. We need uh, Dorinda. Um, May I note you you two beautiful ladies? First of all, I'm so thrilled to be with uh, Kelly and Dorinda on our year in review. Um, But I do have to note, we do our year in reviews. This is our second annual. We'll do it every year. Um, And our panel basically will stay the same. However... Um, Jordan, DJ Shaky, who Kelly and I worked with back in 2002, um, he will, um, he will not be joining us because he just had a baby. Yeah. So congratulations, Jordan. We miss you, but we are so, so happy for you and your new family. So congratulations. And even so, I almost made him do the show anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling Dorinda, I got no sense, no, no couth. Um, (laughs) But we're really happy. So the three of us are going to do pop culture, um, you know, takes throughout the year of 2022. Um, How do both of you feel about the year just in general? Um, I've got thoughts, but go ahead. I mean, I think it was just a crazy year. Just so just I feel like it was just so much mess. Like, I just feel like it's a messy year. I don't know. Dorinda, what do you think? Uh, This is um, I am going to take from um, Seinfeld. Um, I'm showing my age here when we talk about Seinfeld, but uh, bizarro is the word. We're living in a bizarro world, and maybe they're right about that whole thing with the CERN when they turned it back on. <laughs> we skipped a whole different timeline altogether. Yeah, I mean, it really, it's just incredible how... I don't know, like, how much more whiny I feel the world is, and just, like, just people acting on impulse and it's just been such a hot mess. I feel like it's like a collective real housewives episode of the like real housewives <laughs> of the USA. Yeah. And you know, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, the viewer of housewives and I will say it's starting to become where the housewives stunts and they would do stunts, you know, the housewives oh, yeah. cast members, it's starting to become like everyday people are now getting in that vibe, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, it's just I... insane. <laughs> I feel like we've given too many people a voice. <laughs> yeah, well, now everyone has one. Everyone I mean, has like a, voice. a real platform and a, their own soapbox. Everybody's got one. I mean, we do. Here we are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but we'll do it good. We're going to do it good. We have a, a plan. This is the second annual. Last year was such a great time. We talked about Mariah Carey, J-Lo last year. We talked about uh, Sex in the City's reboot. Um it's uh, uh what's it called it just like that so we just kind of bring up stuff that like matter to us or whatever some of the stuff is not like our favorite topics but we do have to kind of go over some of the things but we're not going to get in the weeds of it just because you know sometimes people again it's the stunts we don't want to i don't want to celebrate that type of thing um and there's some serious topics um we'll make this a shorter episode we'll try uh kelly <laughs> why don't you start us off with some pop culture you're one of one of the stories you wanted to talk about 
I mean, there was so much that happened just in pop culture in general and the entertainment space. I mean, we had so much drama all over. I mean, there was the Will Smith Oscar slap. There was, you know, the Don't Worry Darling movie drama. You've got, you know, so much like that, you know, Elon Musk taking over Twitter. You there's just so many things. But one of the things I really want to talk about is just kind of like cancel culture in general. Like that's been a new thing that's just really hitting hard over last year and it's really gained a lot more traction this year and it's just so interesting how you really can't say anything or do anything anymore i mean what do you guys feel about that i mean what do you think um i think that you have to have a little bit of a see we come from radio well you know we've come from that world so i've always been very aware you know i started radio in 2002 so i've been very aware of um you know the etiquette that is required to be compelling even to be shock jock style but also know how to move in the industry and now we're at a kind of like the wild wild west while everyone's doing everything and then they want to whine when they say something so outlandish so while i don't love it being for everything and i certainly don't love it for just being like this person's accused for this and suddenly they get ripped from their tv show without any type of (laughs) you know fact checking and it's just to to appease you know the the twitter crowd i still feel like um i guess i'm sort of in the middle i am twerking on the fence i'm right in the middle because (laughs) i (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have not really utilized anything where I've like tried to punch in that way. I've been Mm -hmm. very good with my thoughts. I'm real sassy when I need to be, but I've never went so far. And there's another thing too. Sometimes people who complain about it, they constantly push and push and push and push and nudge to become viral, virally famous and having a successful career. Listen, I did better when this industry wasn't online and, and one's have, one has to wonder, wait, you were on TV when, when the industry was the other way? You were on radio when the re- industry was the other way? Why aren't you popping now? Because I don't do dumb shit online. And so on one hand, I don't like cancel culture, but on another hand, you have to check the person that we're talking about and see that they have just been trying to put, you know, um, you know, fire on the flame, fire to, you know, f- fuel the flames. And to that person, I don't have as much sympathy, but it's gone out of control. Um, I didn't think I was going to be this passionate about it, but it has got out of control. And it's become one of the things that the pendulum, unfortunately, is going to swing so far. Like cancel culture is going to be a joke in about three minutes because you're you're doing it to like nuns now. <laughs> like It's just everyone's oh, I can't get- wait for cancel culture to be gone everyone's getting it that it's becoming not serious. Like it should have been a thing. Harvey Weinstein, he's got some outlandish stuff. He deserves to be, you know, up all the, those were when cancel culture made sense, but now you're doing things for, you know, (laughs) sorry, my my grandma doesn't deserve cancel culture and people are kind of doing that. Yeah. It's gone way out of control for sure. What do you think, Jorinda? Oh, I mean, like, cancel culture has become a thing you cancel someone because they used verbiage that maybe because they're older that verbiage was okay and then they're trying to figure out things but then you cancel them and they didn't get a chance to learn i mean i think cancel culture should be about learning not about actually canceling them outright you know? I, yeah no i agree with that and it I should mean, be a learning experience for sure. It's also, we're in this day and age where you're guilty until proven innocent. It's so backwards. And yes. it really makes you think about what does that mean? I mean, if you come out and say something or do something 
that gets misconstrued, or maybe it was just a mistake or just an accident. There is no coming to the plate and, and taking responsibility and saying, I'm sorry, because you don't even get that chance. You're done. Like it's over. Yeah. And there's just no real balance because people have just gone mad, I think. Um, so we can move into some topics that are like more, not fun, but just like other stuff that went on. What is your first one, Dorinda? Well, I, you know, I wanted to talk about, you know, I do relationships and all that stuff. So I did want to talk about some, let me look up my notes. I even did notes this time. Nice. <laughs> look at you all prepared. But like celebrity couplings of 2022. And I would love to hear what you guys think. Um, well, we're going to talk about Millie Bobby Brown. You know, now she's old. I mean, she's old enough to date. I think she's 21 or something like that now. Uh, she, she has grown up so beautifully. Yeah, she really has. And that was, once again, that's another one. She's in a, she's in a, She's in the entertainment industry. She's going to be around older people. And remember when she and Drake, who I have, he's, I, I love him from Canadian TV, but I do also have issues with him, but they were friends. And I really do think they were friends and people had such an issue with that. Remember? Mm -hmm. And they wanted to cancel Drake. Uh, but anyway, Millie Bobby Brown is dating John Bon Jovi's son. Jake. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yes. Nice. Yes. So, and, is that uh, yeah, and he he is good looking. He's a he's a, a toss up between his mom and John. Oh, um, John was such a hottie back in the day. I mean, he still is. He's such a nice looking older man. Yeah, yeah. He really has like matured himself in into that. And then um, we have also like some of these people. I am not a huge lot. I love Lana Del Rey. I know she might be a little askew from like popular culture, but I love her. And I love that she's with this guy, Jack, who is like a firefighter. Oh, nice. Mm. Like he, he doesn't work in the entertainment industry. He's in the, uh, you know, the public sector, no good money. But like the fact is, uh, as, as we did that, my hinge just popped up, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've matched with so-and-so. <laughs> Like Lana, give the girl a hookup. Where's my firefighter? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I want the firefighter. Like there's so many people here that we can go into a whole thing. But you know, we also have Jack Antonoff, who mm -hmm. I love from the Bleachers, and mm -hmm. Margaret Qualley, who's mm -hmm. amazing. And she's showing up everywhere yeah. from made to that great commercial she did for what was it? It was for a brand. It was like for a fashion line. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's also, you know, her mother is Addie McDowell. Addie McDowell. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. And then I'm going to bring <laughs> up one me. more person. Elliot Page. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And May Martin. I wanted and to bring that. Sorry? May Martin, uh, oh, right. who's on the flight attendant. Yes, 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 yes. 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 And I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to say one quick thing about that and how the Umbrella Academy did, how they really did respect to Elliot Page in doing oh, that yeah. whole, the whole change. It That's was good. really amazing to watch. I actually teared up watching it because they, they did not, they didn't do a pomp and circumstance. They didn't do this whole thing, but they did it in such a way that was so respectful. That's great. I, I yeah. like that there's more there's more care and awareness taken in that. The more yeah. inclusivity we get, right? Because that's yeah. what I like seeing so much more of. 
That was a lot of good love Dorinda brought to the table. I know. She, she seems to be frozen <laughs> she now. She seems to be frozen. Oh, no, Dorinda. For a while, I thought she was giving me a look. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was, she was, I was like, like, I was like, that is a scowl. <laughs> I, what have I, I haven't even started talking shit yet. Uh, but as we're talking about relationships she was bringing up, hopefully she we get her back here in a second. But also we got to talk about like the the myth, the legend that is Pete Davidson. I yes. mean, like he has just certainly blown up for his relationships and and all of that. And I think that poor Pete is getting, has gotten bullied so much because he doesn't seem to be the quintessential idea of what people may think is attractive. And it's just terrible. I mean, P Pete's got game and he's got charisma and there's just something about him that is so endearing and so nice. I've like hung out with him a couple of times and I mean, he just kind of like, he's just like a cool dude to, to want to be around and he's funny. Yeah. He's, you know, obviously, you know, he wouldn't have been on SNL if he wasn't, but just like an everyday guy. And I think that's what people get drawn to. Mm -hmm. But that Dur can go into Dorinda because I know she had some She's drawn to Pete, Pete Davidson. Yes, Davidson. she is. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I don't Let know. Let me tell you. I mean, okay, I'm a sucker. Like my number one thing for relationships is humor. Mm -hmm. Because my mamaw taught me this. And it is true. My mamaw taught me this. And my mom has said this too. My mom said something else though on top of that. But my mamaw said... Find someone who makes you laugh because no matter how hard it gets, it will never be that hard. And she's That's right. Good. She had, they had 10 kids and, you know, and they lived like that. When it comes to Pete Davidson, I see how it is with him. I see that he's funny. I feel like he's respectful in his own way towards women. I do. I think he's, he has his own things that we won't get into his own mental health issues. He talks publicly about them though mm -hmm. and but I feel like even when you watched him on the like, couple of times he was on the keeping up with the Kardashians you could see how he was attentive to mm -hmm. her and I feel like he's that with that with all the women he's with and he also walks around with BDE so he's <laughs> funny and he has BDE and I mean, he looks like so he's respectful tall I mean, he's so yeah. tall. That in itself is, like, so attractive. Like, he's just tall. Oh, but he also, is really tall. I was on a plane with him, sat next to him on a plane. He's yeah, very he's one of those, tall. Yeah, he's one of those people that when you talk to him, he, like, looks at you in your face when he's yeah. talking to you. Mm. And I think that in itself is also very attractive. It's such an attractive trait. So listen to this, people. Anyone, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you talk to someone, actually looking them in their eyes and focusing on what they're saying, no matter what it, I mean, I walked up to him and just like handed him a drink or something. And he's just like, Oh, thank you. But like, you know, connected and like does that. And I feel like that's, it's just like, Oh, well, damn. Hi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Using their name like is also interview. really good too. Yes. Like when you yes. see you know, Kelly, yeah. you know, uh, that little I'm extra so attention to that. detail yeah. is, is, yeah, is a is. connection, you know, and that's the thing. Why do people make such a big deal of like trying to define what it is? You know, they always make the joke. Oh, he's got to have a huge, huge dick. And it's like, yeah. first of all, a huge dick ain't gonna keep you like that's not enough. You need, you know, uh, you know, personality and charisma and all these things. And I think he has that humor. And also what you're really saying is you think he's not attractive. Why is he getting with all these pretty girls, which is a little bit of a, a judgment 
but I mean, it I guess also you're... says more about them than it does about yes. him because it's just like that's probably why you're not getting those type of yeah that you're not getting you, and that's the thing you're resort you're resorting your lack of like what you don't like about yourself is why you don't deserve and the main story is whatever reason pete feels like i deserve you know it could be the 11 inch dick maybe or or the humor and that's what we got to do i was just saying this to somebody recently how like even if i don't like my finances even if i don't like you know where my career is going or even you know putting on you know the freshman 15 <laughs> or whatever it is whatever you whatever you know gaining weight it's like um you still got to be like no i'm i'm amazing at all times like that is a personal choice and it will i guess dorinda knows more than anybody with the relationships and stuff it will spill out and i always get really it like slap on out. i slip on slap on the wrist to myself when i get very like um down and hard on myself for all the things that I'm not achieving. And it's like, no, you walk in that room and you could bag any one of them. Right. You know, if you think yeah. that, if you right. feel but that. But it's also, yeah. you think about all the things that he has spoken about with his mental health and, you know, all of these things. And my first encounter with him when I first, when I was first around him the first time, you know, we were at a party and he happens to be wearing like a hat of the, <laughs> of the alcohol sponsor of the party. And he just played into it. And he like he walks in and he's like, oh, great. Now it looks like I work here. And we like started laughing. But then he goes and gets a tray full of drinks and starts handing them out like mm -hmm. that's who he is. He just leaned into it and had so much fun with it. And like that shows like his personality. He just made a joke out of it. And it just like ended up being funny. And it was. Yeah. It just so Kelly, who he is. Uh -huh. would would you would you would you would you take him to the would would he be ever ever to, able to put his shoes under your bed anytime? Was he was oh he? Oh my god, anytime. Give me a call. Let's hang out. <laughs> <laughs> and he has something that a lot. I wish men would like key in besides besides the humor. Mm -hmm. And Kelly, you said it right there when you said, "Oh, now it looks like I work here, right?" Yeah. Self deprecation. Self -deprecation. Yeah. And mm -hmm. people like that because he's aware of himself. He's That's got, the other yes, complete self awareness for sure. Yeah, yes. I mean, and listen, also Christian Walker and I agree on one thing, or actually, there was two. I still can't believe it. Once again, I can't believe world. it either. But he said the same thing about um, Pete Davidson. Pete, oh, yeah. yeah, Pete Davidson. Oh my God, men opering. But uh, <laughs> Pete Davidson, and it's true. Yeah. Well, and another thing too is your. I mean, I hate this part of life, but your value goes up when other people are interested in you suddenly everyone you know it's that theory of like you're single and you don't do well dating but then you get with somebody then other people are like suddenly into you so it certainly doesn't hurt him that he's been with ariana he's been with kim kardashian now it's like everyone wants the allure that is pete davidson so. now it's what emily Radikowski. Radikowski. yeah yes they're hanging yeah. out that so. would be a, a good drinking game uh <laughs> deciding in what in going into the new year who do you think is a odd or practical choice for him to be with and then you have to do the drinking game of all the people all the conquests that he had over the years but i mean good for him you know it's just like mm. He's just out living life and he's living his best life. So, yeah. you know, it'll be interesting because he's left the show. He's left SNL. So mm -hmm. now he's sort of, you know, going to be a movie star or whatnot. But yeah. what a career I mean, he's guy. already like he's already been in so many before mm -hmm. before even leaving SNL. And then he had like that new one that he did with Kaylee. I can never say her. Last I watched right. that. Yeah. 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 It was such an interesting movie and it was not at all what I expected it to be. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was, yeah. 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 It wasn't at all.
But all right, what's next on the platform? What do you got, Ronnie? Um, well, I was just gonna like more ask Dorinda relationship wise, mm -hmm. like how this goes. This is me stepping out of my comfort zone because I don't watch the sports, but it is a relationship thing, and I just was gonna pose the question. So another big story was the whole like Giselle and Tom Brady, you know, breaking yeah. up. And the first thing I thought was like, is this because you know, like, like, what is the because? I want to know what is the reason. But oh. beyond that, did she do this thing where she's, you know, uh, you know, put her career on the side for him to succeed all those years? And then the moment he retires, but then not retires, was that the final straw? And and it also just made me think of like relationships in general, how people have to do that and put that boundary up because but didn't he retire twice? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's his third yeah. time, like his second or third time and, and retiring. So, and so she accepted it the first time. Second time, he because he what he wanted to do is win one more Super Bowl. Well, he did that, right? Mm -hmm. Be done. Yeah, I don't know because he's having one of the worst years he's ever had. That's mm -hmm. and you don't want to go out on the you want to go out as a, as a winner, you know, really. And that's what he should have done. Uh, Peyton Manning did that. He went at, he went out as a winner. And this just is ridiculous to me because you just told your wife, who is like the biggest supermodel of all time, and by the way, makes more money than him. Let's just put that out there. I'm just going to put that out there. Ching -ching. That, you know, my career is worth more than you asking me. And now it's time for the second part of our life. It's time for you to be with me and the kids. And you're like, no, nah, I think I'm going to give this another shot. Which worries me that, like, is he never satisfied? Um, over on the Housewives, Housewives of Miami, Martina Navatilova is dating Julia. And Julia is mm -hmm. a cast member, boring cast member, but uh, nonetheless a cast member. And Julia is saying, oh, there's an empty nest type syndrome because now that Julia's kids are gone off to college like almost like her and Martina isn't enough. And I sometimes also wonder, is that what, what um, um, uh, Giselle had to deal with, you know, in terms of her being frustrated and finally going for the divorce? Like, is he doing this thing where he's retiring and not retiring, retiring and not retiring, where he's not feeling like his home life is enough? Because that to me would be a really big challenge. It's his ego, plain, simple ego. I think, um, and people can argue that with me, but his ego is, this is who he is. And this, his life has always been football. Let's be honest. And I do think that it's the fear of leaving something that you were Superman in, right? So he's going to leave something. He's leaving something where he was Superman. He is now going to go home and be with his family and afraid that people are going to forget about who he is. All of that is rooted in ego. I um, think it's a big insecurity too. Cause it's like, what is he going to do? Yeah. What, what, like what he's only good, maybe in his mind, maybe he's only mm -hmm. good at, one thing so if this one thing's over then what is he good for and but that's what, what i'm saying as about? as the spouse how do you absorb that like i said the the martina to julia in that particular relationship mm -hmm. and the giselle to tom in this relationship like imagine you're with somebody you sacrificed all of this time yeah. and now like when it's time for us to be together i'm not good enough for you even though like dorinda said it's an ego thing i remember years ago when oprah was talking to jay leno and this was after jay leno retiring and not retiring also yeah. oprah had said i have to make reality 
that I'm not going to have this. This thing that makes me feel so good, I'm going to have to make a reality that I can't have those doors swinging open, people yelling my name. And I also have to admit how much I do love it. So this is something that's like a bigger, bigger deal. However, to see it with the football player who should have went out so high on, on, on top now is going through a divorce. I mean, if, if, if your life was troubling then, buddy, it's gonna, you're, you're going to let Giselle go? <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. and, and the thing that's so crazy is I think it doesn't even have anything. to. The sad part about it is I don't even think he's even thinking about it that way. He's not thinking about her at all. No. It's completely selfish, ego-driven, and one-sided. He's only worried about nope. himself, his insecurities, and how it's going to affect him not his family, not his wife. And that's the saddest part about it to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about all that. Let's go back to the beginning of their relationship. And I'm going to throw that out there. He had gotten someone else pregnant. Right. All that his drama with Bridget Monaghan. And that was a little murky. I think they were had just broken up and then she got pregnant. You know, I don't think it was as you know salacious as we're trying to make it here. But the fact is he had gotten someone else pregnant mm-hmm. and when they got together. So honestly, a lot of women be like, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Especially someone like her. She could be like, no, I'm good. I'm out. But she didn't. And, you know, they, I've, I've read articles on how like the three of them, especially with their son, Jack, I think his name is, um, excuse I me. So. If the, I think mm-hmm. it's Jack, but how they've raised him, the three of them raised him and how, you know, the two women speak very highly of each other when it comes to child rearing and everything like that. But she took on a lot there. Let's be honest. She well, took on a probably lot. she listened to a bunch of his bullshit then and she was still doing it for a while. Yeah. And now she just had enough. Yeah. And <laughs> which, I get it. Yeah. Which, I mean, she's been through a lot. She's been with him through all of that. And if it really is, that he's just simply doesn't care how it affects her enough to be there for her it's so sad and what a waste yeah that- i mean we can even go into like the rumor because i don't want to say that this is real but the rumor of her like doing spells for him and stuff <laughs> oh yeah I yes, that. yes. she's not doing any spells and now look at his career <laughs> <laughs> now see now this is real life tom this is yes. real life <laughs> it's gonna get worse before it gets better in tom's life i guess but yeah everyone has to be accountable for what they want and how they're going to treat their spouse and you know you got to be considerate of the feelings too this is why i'm single and i don't got to worry about nobody but myself Ronnie. yeah Ronnie. Oh, you think you think i should be you think i should be in love and lust and all that stuff oh maybe well, I'm a desire. I'm a catch. I am a catch. Yes, I, exactly. Yes, yes. You're a catch. You are lovable. You give love. So why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. What that mouth do? Yes. All of it, Dorinda. <laughs> what is Dorinda? Why does Dorinda freeze on our? If you're listening to us audibly, um, <laughs> Dorinda keeps freezing in in like Ronnie judgment. <laughs> Well, speaking of love and all that love, we have to talk about the Benefer wedding that happened 20 years later. I am so happy for them. Like, I genuinely love, I love it. I mean, people are still shitting all over it, but I really like it. I mean, I think it's, it's just amazing that they were able to come back together, you know, despite everything that they went through with, with other people and within themselves and all of that and just kind of figure it out you know it's just when Hmm. you look back at those old 2003 interviews you can see how much they were in love with each other and i think just Hmm. you know fame and the world and all that kind of got in the way 
and maybe they've gotten their own way. I yeah, know. I like it. You, what 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 is that, mm, Ronnie? What is all that? Yeah, about? what's that? About? I gotta take to my smoothie and. <laughs> what is that? What is that? <laughs> Come on, well, give it. <laughs> It's okay. First and foremost, you should know, Kelly, you know, because we do a show all the time. And I think anyone who listens to me, I'm much more of a Mark Anthony endgame type of guy. Mark Anthony being the goat. Mark Anthony. You guys know how I feel about that. Hell to the no. No, Kelly, you must have fell and bumped your head again because (laughs) Mark Anthony, he will drive a certain energy inside of you. That's like, no, it's, it's, it's just, it's like, you know, the sex appeal with Mark Anthony. Oh, no. Love it. And again, Ronnie doesn't like Elf, so who listens to him? I don't what? like the movie Elf. I do not like it. It's not funny. There's no humor. I feel bad for the time that James Caan and Mary Steenburgen had to be on the set because it was not funny. Anyways, I stick to what I believe. I stick to what I believe. you serious. Like, you <laughs> no, he's like, dead serious. Influ- like, oh my God. He's dead serious. Oh, that was a whole other thing. That was a whole other com- That was a whole Peter other podcast. Dinklage, like, call me call me elf one more time i like attack oh my god well you're saying everything else is funny sure everyone else is funny yeah i had said you know we made the sentence a bit ago we were talking about um they must so and so must have a lot of uh, uh, yes people around them is like nobody directing will ferrell like it was not a funny performance it was no good somebody needed to get in there and say "Ooh, you can't rest on your laurels because this is not funny buddy Oh, buddies, his name. Well, you're just a cotton-headed ninny muggins, so go on. See, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. Anyways. Son of a nutcracker, Ronnie. Son of a nutcracker. Y'all know it's not funny. You could have it if it makes you feel warm and fuzzy. Oh, Christmas spirit, holiday spirit. Okay, but but this it is, is not funny. About. He's like all about Mark Anthony. No. Okay. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. I don't... Off elf. Get back to Mark Anthony. So the J Lo Ben Affleck thing, I do like them. They are great together. But you should just know that I'm much more end game. Always going to be Mark Anthony. I like the Ben Affleck thing. I, you know, if if it comes to a situation as a huge J Lo fan that I am, but you always got to like squint a little bit and say, is this more of a great opportunity? You know, where she utilizes, you know, the press that comes along with it. Again, J Lo fan, so I'm not hating. But it was like, oh, the movie Marry Me was coming out. That would have been a great branding opportunity to have Ben by your side. People love the nostalgia. I don't know how many stupid moronic um, memes that were on Instagram. You know, like, oh, this makes me feel like it's 2004. Grow up. It's not 2004. Grow up. That's number one. Now, if you are... (laughs) Sorry, Dorinda. Go ahead, Dorinda. I mean, we also know they should never do a movie together, right? Again, right. like we don't need to relive that 2005 experience. Like we no, don't yeah, need to you're... do that. And I mean, they're not gonna, the they're not gonna do that, are they? Are they gonna I do that? Because you said the marry me thing, it would have been a great branding thing. And I was like, well, yeah, they don't ever need to do another movie. Julie was awful. <laughs> no, I mean, well, in terms of that, though, she could have been marrying anybody, and it would yeah. have been a good branding. Getting yeah. back together with him wasn't necessarily a good career choice if you're thinking about it in that aspect yeah considering his addiction issues his whole divorce bullshit and just kind of like his personal drama that was going on within himself mm, so yeah. i mean i don't really think that you know that would have been like people saying yeah. oh look here's a good look because it probably they were probably like fuck are you serious now i gotta figure out how to clean up that shit show you know like yeah, as a publicist people... i would have been like really <laughs> 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 no. let me figure out how we're gonna put that in the world Hold on. Well, and then I'm with you. I didn't really love it. I mean, like, I'm a J-Lo fan, but I didn't love it as the choice. I was like, oh, first of all, his back tattoo. I just, what? what's yeah. the love? 
but I'm saying from a business perspective, if yes. you're thinking that way, I would have been like, no. But from a love perspective, I'm all for it because it's like you think about who you were 20 years ago versus who you are now. And to be able to grow and evolve and think about your life and, you know, who you want in it. I think that says a oh, lot about their feelings. Time out. Time out. Time out. <laughs> time out. Time out. Because we have learned there's two different kinds of people. Kelly who loves to revisit everything, Dorinda. She wants to revisit. She goes through old letters. She wants to like be back in her memories of her adolescence. And she wants to call ex-boyfriends to say, what did I do? Where did I play a part in the breakup? Like Kelly wants to still That's be there. Brave. Me, I don't want any of it. I want to go. I want, I want 2004 to be a great memory. I'm very nostalgic. I won't say that I'm not, but I want to go. So we're in two different mindsets on that. But I want to grow and evolve and actually figure Pooey. out how to <laughs> be the best version of myself that I can be. Because when you're, when you go back and look at things, you realize that you were looking oh, at a goodness. situation while you were in it from such a different perspective. When you can step out of it and go back and be like, fuck, maybe that was my fault. Maybe I wasn't as innocent in that situation as I thought I was, or maybe I took too much of that blame and I shouldn't have. There's so many ways you can go back and look yeah. at it that helps, helps kind of like cultivate the person that you're, going to ultimately be what by the time your time is done at least that's the way well, i see it I aren't we glad we have a mature <laughs> kelly and me who's like phooey let's get through it <laughs> we need to bring that word back by the way phooey. Yes. Phooey. Oh, phooey. i want no parts <laughs> that's but um, i like that that's the way it seems is that yeah. That they were able to kind of go through their shit and then figure out that they still yeah. really love each other. And I well, love that. At the end I of the day, love. yes. At the end of the day, I love love too. And if they do love each other and it is what works for her, then that's great. But it is the convenience of her new album. You know, one of the first things I thought of is not just that whole like 2004 <clears throat> stupid meme thing. Oh, great. It's 2004. I more thought of like, oh, well, real JLo fans loved the era of this was me then the you know the album so now all of a sudden she has a new album coming out you know another dear ben type you know like another version of it so you know it is the convenience i wouldn't say it's convenience it's what's going on in her current life and she's just utilizing that as your as her art but again i'm with it because i love jenny jenny Lowe. i, I like uh, you know she's my queen uh outside of janet and, and diana well i guess i got a lot of queens but i love jenny um, and if this was makes her happy, then yes. And the other thing that I argue about usually is when people say, she's got to find herself. She's always just like jumping into a relationship. Mm. On one hand, you should probably take some time to be single before you jump into the next relationship. But on yes. the other, how many times, and Dorinda could even attest to this when she's like uplifting me, like, Ronnie, get out there, you know, go swipe right, swipe left, like, you know, take a chance at love. I feel like we get so comfortable being in our insecurities or whatever the case that we don't really try you know if you want to be a great basketball player you got to go practice every day yeah. you want to be in love you got to practice every day you think that's going to just jump in your lap and so my point on this whole thing is that with j-lo she doesn't sit and sulk and say wow another one you know much like we saw in that movie marry me kelly yeah. where the character cat felt really sad I like i'm all was so brave of her to play that character that talked so much about what was so close to her real life. And I think that's why it was, it hit me in a different way than just watching a regular movie because I felt like that character was just kind of parallel to her. And I really thought that was such a brave thing to do for her just to kind of step into it because it's like when she's watching all the talk shows make fun of her and she's crying to her manager in the movie and she's like, you know, what's wrong with me basically? And yeah. it's just... 
you got to think like at all the points in her <clears> life, <throat> she really did that. And it just kind of like broke my heart about it. But I love that she was still like, you know what? I still want to be in love. I still want to do these things. And you know what? Screw the world and they can think what they want. This is what I want for myself. And I'm glad that she does that because she's a badass yeah. in so many other ways. <laughs> I mean, yep. think what you want about, you know, whether like her quality of talent or if you think she's a good, whatever. She's a fantastic performer and no one can deny that. And if you, you do, you're just a fucking hater and that's just all there is well, to it. Well, First of all, I love the song Still by J-Lo, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the key. And that's what I get in little, not arguments, but like like conversations with when people will always say, oh, she's got to, you know, be on be alone for a little. I'm saying she lives a much different life than the rest of us. Her situation and her scenario moves much faster than the normal nine to fiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I give her a lot of credit for saying, even if I'm going to mess up in it and I'm going to step in it and it's not the right choice, I'm going to try love again and again. Again, my point of view, and I would love I mean, to hear I'm not brave enough to do that. Huh? Like, I, I, I'm not brave enough to do that. So I definitely give her props for it, for sure. We do that as people within our friend groups, too. You know, we see somebody and they're back with such and such. And we're like, we're so judgmental. But then it's like, it's safe to be single. It's safe to do the comfortable things. And JLo doesn't do the comfortable things. So that's what I like about it. I just make the joke that Mark Anthony, like, yeah. I feel like JLo's, like, what really makes her happy is Mark. So I yeah. hope that one day yeah. that could be end game. Yeah. But for now, I'm going to take the bad tattoo Boston guy, Ben Affleck. And if it makes JLo happy, it makes me happy. That's all I got. <laughs> Dorinda, what's, what do you think? Well, I always thought it was Ben. I never once like I did. I think that her Mark Anthony had a good thing. Yeah, they had a good thing, but I always thought it was, I always thought it was Ben. Always, oh. I never once ever. I thought every other relationship, every relationship she got in after Ben was trying to be able to replace the love she had for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that they got back together. I'm not surprised they got married what twice, right? They did two marriages. Yeah. <clears throat> two and, yeah. But and I I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I loved her Vegas dress. I loved her Vegas dress better than her dress on the uh, ha- in the house in uh, South Carolina, right? Mm-hmm. So I it, and I liked the Vegas wedding better because they just looked so happy. Yeah, like it yeah. was the epitome of happiness for her. Mm-hmm. And so I always thought that they would be in game in a way because I always wow. thought she was chasing what she had with him. That's what I'm saying. When you look at those old interviews, like you can tell just how in love she was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it just was so sad that I think like her success ruined it. And it's kind of one of those things that I think a lot of women kind of, and, and I don't know, you can tell me Dorinda if you think I'm like way off here, but I think a lot of busy, successful women in whatever industry that they're in, they kind of get, in tr- not really in trouble, but they get punished for being successful sometimes in relationships because guys can't handle it or they don't want to. They want yeah. you there when they want you there. And when you're too busy and can't be there, then, you know, they move on to someone that can be. And it's I just, I, I feel like that's kind of what happened to them in the beginning in that first time around, because she just blew up into this massive, massive star. And that's when, paparazzi was really kind of going getting into full swing and it was just too much i think a lot of to what you're saying of why ben would be a good choice because again i'm not saying ben's a bad choice i was just making sure you know for the j-lo lovers out there who also think what i think uh with mark um 
what made Ben maybe the right choice is what Dorinda just said, that he was always the one that she wanted to, you know, find something similar. So every relationship going forward was a version of Ben. Like she was trying to find that. And then to it not being even about Ben, because there's nothing wrong with him per se. The one good thing about Ben, I'm thinking if I'm JLo, is that might have been the last time my life was a bit normal. You know, after those that time in her life, she became the superstar. You know, superstars never going to live the life that the rest of us live. So it might have been imagine you're a celebrity and your life goes to all of these different places and they're hard. You, you love it. Tons of money, but it's hard to live that life. Ben was comfort, I think. I think that's why she did it. So, um, again, if she's happy, I'm happy. Um, but but if she ever says, you know what, hey, public, uh, it's back to Mark, I will uh, tell you to, told you so. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> These girls ain't feeling it. No. Okay, okay, all no. right, all right. No. No. I would like to think this is it for her. I hope it is. I, I feel like it is, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I know, and I might eat my words in another year or two. But I do feel like she's been searching for her home, you know, and I feel like that's this is her home. Yeah. Yeah. F familial. Um, anyone have any last uh, picks or questions or comments rather on uh, JLo Ben or can we go to the next thing? We can go to the next thing. Next okay. JLo still queen. <laughs> Kiss my ass if you don't like my comments. Um, but really, I don't know how much of a queen she's going to be after that tribute, though. Okay, before you go, before you go, let's do something real quick. We <laughs> yeah. just wanted, oh, here, see, this is a very fair podcast. We we, we will yeah. give you love, but we'll also tear you down. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, real quick, Kelly, if you could hook this up for us. Um, I just want to let you know that it's exciting. Dorinda's our day one in terms of guests. She's been our three-time guest. But we also have a day one in terms of sponsor. So uh, take it away, Kelly. Just let us know. Viridian Row never uh, has that creativity that goes out of style. That's right. Viridian Row is uh, such a cute small business. They have a lot of fun graphic t-shirts and new vintage and resale stuff. They also have um, like handmade tiles and different art and all that. It's such a really fun creative space. And um, the movie quote shirts, I think, are my favorite. There's a lot of good one-liners. And I know they have some from Elf, so I know what I'll be getting you for Christmas, Ronnie. So if you uh, want to go check out meridianroad.com, you can see all the fun stuff they have. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not Santa, funny. I know him. I know him. It's not funny. You, <laughs> you're, you're, you're allured in the holiday spirit. And I get you. But you should watch Scrooge. Now, that's a funny movie. Um so real quick, before we move into what uh, Dorinda was alluding, um, I was telling you earlier that we have, uh, usually it's four people for our second annual um, year in review. This is for 2022. And uh, Jordan, DJ Shaky, who Kelly and I have known since literally 2003 or so, um, he had his first uh, baby. So while he's not on the show with us, he did send in a clip of stuff that uh, got him um, talking in as far as year in review. So let's take a look at that clip. Uh, DJ Shaky, take it away. Hello, what up everybody? Ronnie, Kelly, Dorinda. Yo, sorry I couldn't be there um, to record with you, but figured I'd just send this over just so I could shoot out a couple of some memorable things from my 2022 perspective. Um, I guess we'll start backwards and with the sad news first. Uh, rest in peace, Twitch. Um, yeah, that one hit a little hard, you know? Um, 
you know, he's from the dance scene and <clears throat> he's from the dance scene and, you know, outside of like his TV appearances and Ellen DeGeneres and all that, um, again, he's from the street dance world. So, you know, like it's where I've come from. And um, obviously we have, because of that, we have tons of mutual friends. And my personal interaction with them has never been much more than like, hey, nice to meet you, good to see you. But you could tell it was genuine just from that. So like, you know, I, I definitely feel for a lot of my friends who were really close to him and of course his family. Um, you know, rest in peace, Twitch. Um, love and prayers to his family and his kids. Um, the next thing that stands out to me is probably not something that leads to much conversation to y'all over there but my cousin got me back into watching wrestling the wwe wrestling and um i don't know all the characters right now but my favorite storyline has to do with the bloodline the bloodline is roman reigns and the usos and their younger brother uh solo sokoa so the usos and solo sokoa their father i believe is rikishi and they're part of the i know i i'm not even sure how you say it but they're like a legendary wrestling family. Roman Reigns is part of that too. Also the Rock, Rikishi, who their father is. Um, they have a long line of like wrestling history. Um, so yes, WWE wrestling is, is back on my radar as of late. And I've been watching, not religiously, but semi-religiously. You know, I catch a lot of the clips and a couple episodes here and there. Um, let's see. I'm gonna try to move through them quick just so I don't bore you guys because there's no conversation happening. Uh, I was the Black Panther film, Wakanda Forever, uh, rest in peace, Chad, Chadwick Boseman. But that movie was definitely like an excellent tribute to Chadwick Boseman. And it introduces a new character from the comics. But a lot of comic book nerds are hating on it because they got, they basically changed the character to be from Atlantis to, uh, they're essentially, they're like Aztecs or Mayans now. So people are not a fan of Namor, but I loved him. I thought he was great. Um, definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it. And especially if you're a Marvel fan. Uh, yeah, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It's out in theaters. <laughs> Sounds like a plug. Uh, so that's great. Um, Janet Jackson documentary was the beginning of the year. Recently rewatched it. Kind of just... Uh, played it in the background like while well, just kind of getting stuff done around the house so we watched it again and um what else well the most standout things to me for this year were not necessarily pop related obviously the beginning of the year we got engaged and we wrapped up the year with the most um the most standout thing of the year There he is. That's Julian. So, uh, yeah, that's why I'm going to be there with you guys. I guess back to you guys in the studio. <laughs> if, uh, if we, if we call it that in like these homemade podcast things, but, um, back to y'all and, uh, happy new year. If I don't talk to y'all before that, right on time. Cause he's starting to, oh, he's chilling. Happy new year. All right, there you go. Uh, the new, the new proud papa there, giving us a little pop culture year in review. Uh, we'll get him on the next year's episode as usual because I think this is a fun thing that we do every year. I love uh, it. Dorinda, yeah, you'll great. come back for the. 
you'll come back for next year? Of course. Good, of good, Of course, good, good. I love doing this. It's like yeah. it's an old home week, actually. <laughs> we yeah. can't do it without you. Yeah, yeah, we can't do it without <laughs> you. So what topic do we want to get into? Do you want to kind of talk about something you heard in the pop culture world, Dorinda, that you're going to be a bit critical on? I've, uh, I'm doing some stuff with one of the radio stations, so we've already talked about this topic, so mm -hmm. I know that I got to dig really deep on this one. Go ahead, though. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, going from, you know, love of JLo and everything, but I want to know who in her camp told her that doing the tribute, like the Whitney Houston tribute was a great idea for her. Like, she's very talented. I'm not going to say that she's not. Like, she's very talented. But, like, if you look at her, her strong suits, comparing her to Whitney Houston and her doing the tribute, that is not a good idea. I mean, I saw her try to do Aerosmith Dream On at the New Year's Eve last year or the year before last, and that did not turn out well. So I'm interested to see how this is going to go. I mean, what are you th your thoughts on this? Well, what are you saying? You're saying vocally she's just going to butcher it? Yeah? Yes, 100%. <laughs> I mean, clearly we know she doesn't have the range for I Will Always Love yeah. You. Like, she just doesn't. But, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, I want to dance with somebody maybe. Um, some of those, you know, earlier hits she could probably get away with that are a lot, yeah. you know, more fun and dancey. That's kind of what I'm picturing her doing. I mean, the ballads, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Cool. I, Maybe she'll yeah. have a special guest that comes to take those on because, I mean, that's just, that's hard for a lot of, you know, mm. big hit makers these days. Yeah. Nobody can really, like, Whitney was so special, right? Right. And she was so special. And there's very few people who have the range that Whitney Houston does. Mm -hmm. And to be able like that song or even like when she does saving all my love for you and she hits those notes and all and that i mean we i mean jayla would be great for it's all right uh, it's not right it's, not, it's okay like she would be good for that yeah a hundred percent but like i think that it, i think there should be more than just her in the tribute and i hope and, that there i mean is. there may be there may can be i say yeah can i say i hope a little bit yeah, I was yeah. saying, I hope it got misconstrued. I hope mm -hmm. it was like, a, a, a like it wasn't her saying she wants to do this. Um, out of context, maybe. Do we know, you know what I mean? Do we know for sure? Because that's a bold, that is a bold thing. Maybe she just stated like, oh, I've always loved Whitney Houston. I'd like to do a tribute to her. Like maybe it was just something like that. And then people made it a thing or no? Do you think it's no. more, she literally said i want no, to do no, it at the no, grammys no 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 she's doing it no matter what so whether or not she said she wanted to do it or they went to her and said she was go asked her to do it and she said yes she's doing it so that part i don't know that part but i know yeah. that whoever runs this tribute and it's going to be huge it's going to be on national television yeah and uh, she said yes to it so there's a part of her that agrees with them that she should be doing this. Well, I, right, even if the... one of the quotes that was said that she feels like that that some of the songs they're like the same. Something like that that she had said that she feels like her and Whitney were kind of like on the same 
I wouldn't, was it level? Uh -oh, or this, not, this is not a... level, but it was something like. <laughs> you heard it here first. No, this is no, no, no. Start. no, no, this is not a fact. This is a rumor. I'm hearing, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going off of something I read on social media and I am not doing Do that. Do not cancel Kelly. But, no, but I'm saying she said something like she felt like their songs were kind of in line with each other. Some of them. That's why I automatically think like the dancier ones that I feel like she could potentially tackle. I mean, unless yeah, she's, she's like gonna give the, the vocal range on She's going to give the waiting for tonight version of <laughs> Whitney Houston, like, like at the club, yeah. But I mean, that's what I was kind of thinking because that would be the only way that their songs could potentially yeah. be in the same realm because she doesn't, like, she has ballads on her albums, but they're just not the same. So yeah. her I can't voice. imagine she's like, Oh, Jenny. Oh, Jenny. Uh, I, yeah. Have you stepped in it, Jenny? I don't, I just don't want, because people will tune in to see her fail. And totally. That's the which sad, sad. That's the yeah. sad part. That I mean, they'll get great ratings, but they're going to tune in not to see her succeed, but to see her mm -hmm. fail. And to me, it makes me very sad. Yes. Uh, so, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Because she's a fantastic performer for sure. Yeah. And I 100%. feel like she's self-aware enough to know what her strengths are so whatever she's planning to do i mean i'm sure at least i'm hoping that it's going to be in line with what her talent is i, I think, don't know because she tried to do aerosmith with dream on and that was just see i'm gonna stand on kelly's side that i think hopefully it's a bigger picture right. um, i hope so too and that there's like you know more to it more collaborations etc cetera, etc cetera, where she could still do what she needs to do and yeah. honor whitney in her way um, but that it gets, cause you know, you don't want to make sure the tribute to Whitney, like you can't, <laughs> you can't disrespect Whitney's legacy no, if, right. if, if you don't make it work, you know, and that's, she's got that great vocal coach, uh, Steve, what's his name, Steve? Um, like, so she's going to put in the work, but there's just a level of what you can and cannot do. Now here's maybe the hindrance of being such a go-getter like her. And we talked a little bit on this episode about like the, you know, yes, people around you, whether that was the Grammy saying, can you do this? Or you saying, I want to do this. Like Dorinda said, she's still doing it and people will watch just to see her make an air. But it kind of reminds me you too of when she did the Motown tribute, which was another one that had people like, ah! right. and she did it in her way. And it, you know, I feel sometimes I watch Jennifer Lopez as big of a fan as I am. I watch her and I'm like, like almost like cringing. Like, I hope it, I hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't mess up. You know, I hope it goes through, but because she's a badass, she always does push through. But she kind of does it in her own way. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a problem with being too much of a go-getter because you kind of put no, like and then the normal person will put the boundary of like, oh, is my vocal ability at, mm -hmm. at par? But then if you're a go-getter that says, this year I'm going to do Hustlers, going to try to win the Oscar. She didn't get nominated, but she wanted to. And then um, you're going to do the Super Bowl. You know, when you're used to just saying, I'm going to do everything and nothing's going to stop me you also become the person who would say, I'm going to do Whitney Houston and nothing's going to stop me without checking yourself a little bit. Um, so I love the tenacity. There's a goodness in the story. I love the tenacity of JLo. Mm -hmm. I love that she's like, I love Whitney Houston. We have to honor our, you know, these legends, the, the people that came up right before I came up. Cause there's no doubt that the Janets, the Whitney Houston's inspire Jenny. Mm -hmm. And there's no doubt that she's going to do it with love. But sometimes when you don't ever think you can't do anything, her ridiculous body, you know, at 50 something years old, she keeps saying, what? I can't be sexy at 50 something. I'll show you. That's great for tenacity, but that might not be great in honoring Whitney's legacy. 
hopefully there's more to the story. Hopefully there's some hopefully, really yeah. great collaborations. Yeah. I hope yeah. so. I really do. I really do. Cause I didn't want to I mean, bring up. She the rearranges thing, but... the songs then. Yeah, I hope so. I really do. I hope she uh, definitely, like you said, rearranges. Oh, Kelly, songs. your microphone went off for a second. I'm go, go back again. Oh no, I was just saying, unless she rearranges like the vocal ranges, I just really don't see how she could tackle some of those big ballads, just because it's just not her strength. But <laughs> imagine, I want to run to you, waiting for tonight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I'll always. Love I mean, I'm sure you. there are ways. I'm sure there are ways to do it and to do it like medley. My you know, voice like a medley is terrible. And like, you know, whatever. I mean, people get creative with that stuff. Ooh, so, I mean, I can't, we'll see. I can't believe we'll see I did. The Grammys, February. I can't believe I did what I did. Yeah. My that sounded. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst sound ever to be produced from a microphone ever. <laughs> Stick to radio, buddy. Yeah, I don't even think she could <sighs> do Dolly's version of "I Will Always Love You." Yeah, that's that's a that's an option. Yeah, wow. let's be honest. Yeah. Um, is there anything redeeming about her wanting to pay tribute to Whitney? Do you can you see that side of it? Like I was saying a little bit. I can if it's a collaborative thing. I can't. Who would you suggest? Her thing. Who would you suggest to join? Um. Well, I mean, Kelly Clarkson would be great. Christina Aguilera. We can go in. Alita Adams, right? That's I mean, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Yeah, mm -hmm. Ariana Grande. Um, even Jennifer Hudson. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jennifer Hudson can't do a talk show, though. That has been challenging. <laughs> Just and when I, I thought Drew Barrymore was the most boring, Jennifer Hudson said, don't worry, I'll give you She's something. No, I, I just the, don't. I don't even want to go there because I don't <laughs> like her show. I've tried. I tried. It's like I'd rather stomach Drew Barrymore and I don't even like her show. Yeah. But um, I know that oh, God, I sound so negative. I'm so sorry, guys. Honey, you sound like, like I did last you year. You and Ronnie are one of the same today. <laughs> you know what I said last year? I said, I said, hey, you know, if you've ever were like a college student and you had to put a paper together and you needed to like get the rest so you could wake up and be like smart, you know, and your brain woken up, just just turn on Drew Barrymore. You'll go right to sleep. Yeah. So Drew Barrymore and and and, and Jennifer Hudson there, they're good for something. Um, you know who I want to oh, throw I in? I love Drew though. I, I love wanna, not her show, but her other stuff. Yeah. I want to throw into the fold who would be great for the tribute. Um, Heather Headley, I believe, did the Whitney yes. theatrical show in London. And yes. I, I love Heather Headley, even as an actress. So something in that vein would be wonderful. Um, and that way it's done well, you know, and that's what that's what you should do in, in, in a role that you have. JLo has access to so much. You know, they're going to come to her. The Grammys are going to work with mm -hmm. her. You make sure you bring in the people that make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I think we found a way to be critical here, but also like making sure that Whitney gets the proper legacy. And it's another problem that I have while I'm excited about the movie. Um, there, I'm just getting a little tired of too many Whitney movies, Whitney documentaries, and too much of showcasing only the downside of her. We got to stop that. We, we got to yeah. too much. We got to, she was a queen. Her music was wonderful. And I would like her to be celebrated more than always going back to her darkest moments. Because you know what? If you do that, go to her darkest moments, you're not letting her rest in peace. And that's what you we, we need to do. Damn, this show, we that are covering was, that it. That was really good, Ronnie. <laughs> well, you guys, you know, have been helping me grow as a person. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is. It's 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 getting tiresome just to always focus on the bad let's let's look at some good stuff let's focus on some good stories and what the best part of people's lives are and not the worst 
I think that's kind of something that I want to see change a little bit for the new year. Even uh, setting up to do this episode, year in review, it's like we wanted to stray away from just all of the stuff that was an SHIT, SHOW. We didn't want to, the the news has become just that, you know, Twitter has become just that. I had said to myself, what happened when like Twitter used to be funny? Remember like Twitter used to be the epitome of funny. It was so funny. The humor was like everything connected in that way. And so for this episode, I felt like there was not a lot of stories to choose from. I want to jump to um, the, the, my next one would be, um, how I felt in terms of his work. I never met the man or whatever, but how I felt about Leslie Jordan being 67 years old and he passed away. Um, you know, he fell into everyone's hearts in terms of obviously Will and Grace and a 40 year career and all the stuff, but um, he fell into everyone's heart during the, um, you know, March 2020 and there was the the panorama. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he became like something really funny on social media. And I loved it because I get very particular about people being laughed at and la- and you're laughing with. And Leslie Jordan to me was somebody we were laughing with. Yeah. Um, a couple other things why I was like really a bit devastated by it. I watched the show, Call Me Cat on Fox. Uh, Mayim Bialik is, is one of my favorite people. And so the show is just so good. And it really was sad um, because I'm watching each and every episode. They're on season three. Not only does he finally, maybe for the first time, get this much of a, you know, um, popularity because of being on the show. But with that comes money. He just bought his first condo. I know. And what really got me this, this is this one got me more than anything, because, of course, the potential and all that's good, too. But the storyline, he was finally the character Phil on Call Me Cat on Fox was finally dating. And my Bialik said it like this. She goes, as you know, it was hard for us to move on. We'll give him a proper um, tribute episode, you know, in the new season or whatever the case. But one thing that we can feel comfortable with, and I'm just saying it as I remember it. These aren't mm-hmm. the exact words, but it was something along the lines of we were so lucky and privileged to be with Leslie Jordan for his first on-screen kiss or something of that nature. Like the storyline was filled met a man and they were dating and so for me you know especially like as a gay male myself it's like i don't get to see a 60 something year old on television you know navigating the storyline so as much as i was sad for leslie jordan the person it was also the character was going away and i'm like this is my favorite sitcoms they don't even make sitcoms anymore so i was uh heartbroken um in that way because of all the potential that i as a viewer would get to see you know i'm 42 years old it's like, I want to see, you know, 50-year-old, 60-year-olds, you know, gay males on TV, you know, where it's not all sexualized. You know, we right. have a really big appetite for making our queer community on TV, but they're always in their 30s and it's always everyone's hot. And that's the story. This was a different story. This was a yeah. man who evolved. And um, I've already done a little tribute to, uh, you know, I've already spoke about this, so I'm not as um, sad. But yeah, I was really crushed. I was really, really crushed. Uh, person you don't even know, but I was really it's crushed. Tragic of that role you know I didn't want to not see it on my tv you know yeah 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 it was a sad day and um I you know I worked with Leslie and um it was to be in a room and watch him work it was a master class to be honest with you and how he could take a character and make it his own. So I worked with him on Sorted Lives. I worked with him on um, Southern Baptist Sissies. 
and to watch the character of Pina in Southern Baptist Sissies was just amazing. And he, he was that character. He was Peanut. Like when he walks into the room, when he walks into the bar and he's sitting with Dale Dickey and she asks what his name is, he goes, my name is Peanut. Like, and then he goes into just, it was his story, but just to watch him work, just to watch him work yeah. and how he can make you laugh, but he could also make you cry in, in how he was as a person. And um, he has a new episode coming out. Um, I don't know when it's coming out. The Property Brothers. Mm. Oh. And he has an episode coming with, I'm, I'm going to get a little probably clumped about what I'm going to talk. But uh, in, so they did this whole thing of like redoing a celebrity, redoing a house for someone who helps help them during their way. And um, he chose Rosemary and Newell Alexander. And they have known him, gosh, 40 years, probably. And he, redid, he did the whole thing for them because Rosemary and Newell, when he was in times of need, helped that man. And mm. he did it to repay the favor of everything that they, that they had done for him. And, you know, Leslie is not a person without his own demons, but he still was a person who made people feel safe, made people feel at home. I mean, I remember when we were in Miami and my best friend from home flew in with her then fiance. They're not together anymore. And his name was Giacomo and he was from Italy. He lived in Sardinia and came over to see our show. And he was like, oh, Giacomo. Like, and he <laughs> was like, had a crush on him. And, you know, Giacomo took it and loved it. And he was like, my new boyfriend. Like, <laughs> and it was honestly, mm -hmm. he was infectious and he could make fun of himself. And his one man shows were amazing. And I, I will miss the man. Yeah. I will miss him completely. And, it was it was a hard day for a lot of us because we were friends with him for a very long time, like our friends Travis Howard and stuff like them. So it was hard to see him go. But I just wanted to tell that little story about how just amazing of an actor he was. <laughs> oh yeah, he's definitely gonna be be missed. And I mean, we lost yes. like a lot of great people this year. Yeah, I mean, yes. there's Bob Saget, James Caan, Angela Lansbury. Oh, that's um, really so sad. Oh. And, well, and obviously and, the queen. The queen <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. not the not the queen. When I when I talk about my pop diva queen, I'm like she's the queen. She's the no, queen. Like, no, the he's actual, like no, the actual queen. The actual queen. queen. Um, the actual queen. Um, just just going back though, and I know I said it once before, but I do really want to make that reiteration that it it is so important to me to make sure that these the portrayal of the gay men on television are not being laughed at. Too many times, it's like it's funny, but it's like who's it funny for? Um, and I'm a, d a defensive little bastard, right? I loved what Leslie Jordan's characters had done because I felt like we were always in the joke with him. Um, mm -hmm. So that was like my last yeah. little thing about that. And also I feel like it's really sad to like have your career. It's a 40 year career. So obviously there was success along the way, but where it really starts to blow up, you know, on a more mainstream level and that creates access, you know, in the new condo and everything. And then to just not get to like live that success. It's just, Oh, it's devastating. But it still is powerful. And I think that we, as 
you know, performers to a degree, even on this show, like we put, put all that in the work, put that same energy in the work. And maybe you give yourself an opportunity to give something like that to the next generation. Yeah. Or you can look at it in a positive way and go, he finally got what he wanted before it was his time. Yeah. So yeah. he finally got the recognition that it was it's deserved mm -hmm. and um, stuff like that. Oh my God. I, I do have a really funny story but that's it's very celebrity-esque but um with him but he yeah i'm just so happy for him but i will tell you the story is very quick um so i know this sounds like a lot of name dropping but it's just the business we work in so right so when uh, he won the uh emmy remember yeah. when he won an emmy and grace. Will yeah. and grace it was mm -hmm. also the same year that jeremy piven won for entourage Mm -hmm. Right. So I found myself at Jeremy Piven's house randomly and it was right <laughs> after he had won the Emmy and everything. And so I was like, oh, congratulations on your Emmy. He goes, do you want to go down and like hold it or whatever? And I was like, no, I said, that's OK. I said, I just held my friend's Emmy the other day. He's like, who's your friend? I was like, Leslie Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> And I, Leslie Jordan to me was like bigger than he was. Yeah. <laughs> that's so I figured that's a cute little story. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, these Hollywood stories. And I, I don't think that you're name dropping in any regard. And if anyone ever gives you that energy, you have just got to know that this is, you work around these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Kelly as a publicist for 20 something years. I mean, me with these great radio or podcast or television stories, it's like, and you in the world of acting and producing and gosh, Dorinda slashes go, you know, through the roof. I, I would hate for anyone to be like making you feel bad. Like, Oh, here, here she goes name dropping. It's like, no, I'm just telling part of my story, my history. Yeah. Look at, I'm ready yeah. to fight for you. I'm, who wants to fight Dorinda? <laughs> No, it's just so funny because like um it just reminded me of something like um I don't know if you Ronnie if you saw but Gina our friend Gina that is on the radio in San Diego Gina the Latina she had Jeremy Piven on her radio show recently and like she went to shake his hand there's like a video of him coming in the studio and she went to shake his hand and he totally like just ditched her like just dismissed her <laughs> and he did it and she like makes this face and it's hilarious and she's like you know and then the, everybody's like making all these excuses well he had a lot of things in his hand and maybe covid and like all this stuff and it was just so funny that it was on like she had posted it on social and it was yeah. such a thing and i told her i was like well just wait because i have my own jeremy piven story when i used to <laughs> i used to work at this high profile place that he used to come to parties at all the time and he was at this one party and he was he was kind of like on one so he um he was he came with um who was the other one in entourage that played e what's his name kevin conley yeah Okay, so uh, Kevin yeah. Kevin Conley is like my arch nemesis for like no reason whatsoever. I've He's just kind of like person. made this up that I just it, like I've always just like oh he gets on my <laughs> 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 and it's so unfounded like it's so ridiculous. But quick background on that, I used to see him around town all the time, and he would always like give me these weird looks, and I would always be like what? And then he would always like pop up places. So it's like he was like wanted to come to this party and I'm like, he's already on the list. Why is he always giving me shit? <laughs> so it just became like this funny inside joke that it's like, I can't stand him. Get away. So anyway, they're at this party together and we had a photographer kind of like taking pictures for the host of the party. And they're just like private stuff. It was never anything we put out on social or out in press. And he comes over to me and he's just like 
sweaty and like drunk and like whatever. And he's like, you know, we're just like trying to live our life. And it's just like not cool. And he's like talking to me like this. And I'm just standing there like laughing. And I'm like, don't worry. I got your back. Just smile. These pictures aren't going anywhere. Just tell Kevin to cool it. Like all is good. Don't worry about it. I got you. And he's like, okay. Cause you know, it's just, we just want to chill. And he's just talking so slow. And like the, the words are just like going on forever. And just made me think about that. I was like, well, I was like, I was like, Gene, I gotta tell you the story. Like, don't worry, because I saw him like all sweaty and like jacked up and like whatever, and it was hilarious. So. Um, anyone else with topics? Where we want to go next? I mean, this is good. Yeah, no, it's all good stuff. It, at, at the end of the day, 20, 2022 was nuts. We've got a lot to look forward to in the new year, and um, you know all the cheating scandals, you know, the whole Adam Levine thing and, you know, the, the relationships played a big part in, um, in the year, I think, which yeah. is kind of like in the a little too cycle. many, <laughs> a little too many cheating scandals. I don't know what that even means. Does that mean we got to open up conversation and dialogue about possibly open relationships? Like, I don't know what this really means because it's just happening too much and it's becoming a thing where you can now have a gotcha moment and kind of ruin someone's career. You know, even though they ruin the marriage, I get that, but right. it's just, it's, it's feeling ugly. Dorinda, what do you think about all that? That's a whole nother episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll <see> you back. <laughs> uh, I'll wrap it up with saying, let's all do a better job within the pop culture landscape of finding things that are good, you know, yeah. and it doesn't mean you have to be corny. It doesn't have to be, what was it? The Krakowski? What's the guy's name? The John, uh, the, what's his last name? The one that we had. Uh, John a, Krasinski. The, yeah, Krasinski, rather. Yeah. A, a show about good. It doesn't have to be that corny. <laughs> But why I like Call Me Cat, as I always say, is it's just a fun, good show. I feel like we're getting too easy. Um, it, it, actually, isn't it like against the rule of improv? Like everything goes to the negative right away. We got to stay in the yes and. And yes, I just don't. Yes. I would like to see. Yes, you're never supposed the new, to say no. Yeah, I want the new yeah. year to be like challenge yourself to find the good stories because they're there. You just want to be involved in the salacious, the crazy. And I'm when I say yeah. you, I don't mean us as like broadcasters or whatever. I'm talking about. The, the person who works at a bank, the person who works at a yeah. grocery store, we're getting too excited with salacious stuff. So let's let's pivot a little bit. Still time to talk shit. Don't you worry. We'll always we'll always have room. Let's but challenge try yourself to highlight the good stuff a little more. Um, I'm down with that. And That's honestly, even the people I don't like in the pop culture space this year, 2022, I hope that they do good and do better. I hope that everything yeah. goes and grows. And I hope that we all have a great year. They say it matters who you're spending your, you know, like kind of like the Christmas and New Year's, who you're spending that time with. So we're here together. So hopefully mm -hmm. our 2023 is amazing. Um, I'm done it's with going to be. I'm putting it out. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna manifest um, some good some good loving too. Oh yeah, let's like yeah, give me some of that. <laughs> I told you, Ronnie. Oh yeah. Okay, I'm I, I, I'm gonna we're gonna go do lunch. Okay, bye everyone. Thank you, Dorinda, for being bye. our guest. Happy New Year.